0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all. Amen. When I was little, there was a thing that I did that happened at almost every single Christmas. And my family is here and they can attest to this. It usually happened on Christmas Eve when our family was sitting around the Christmas tree in our living room. And the lights would be down low, the twinkling lights on the tree shining. Our nativity scene below the tree finally had a baby in it. And we'd be taking turns unwrapping presents. And they were usually pretty heartfelt presents. They weren't always expensive, but they were good. They were kind. We thought hard and long about what we got each other. And it was in the middle of this scenario... This quiet, beautiful moment of our family sharing love with one another on a holy night that every single year, I would start sobbing. And this was not, by the way, the kind of cute crying that gets uh, posted on YouTube and becomes viral. This wasn't like, I love this present crying. This was weepy, snotty, messy, gross, Angry, sad, scared crying. This was the kind of crying that happens in the middle of a temper tantrum, or after a really bad breakup, or after getting really, really bad news. These were distraught and terrified tears. Now, there are a lot of emotions that we are expected to have on Christmas, that we're supposed to have. We are supposed to look at one another and feel happy or joyful or excited, and we are most definitely not supposed to be sad or tired or lonely or doubtful or scared. We're supposed to feel hopeful, and we're not supposed to think about the state of the world. At least, that's what the world tells us. And I, I didn't have the words back then, when I was little, to describe how I felt... Or why I was crying so much, but I think today, I do. I think that in the face of a world that is so horribly exhausted and broken, and in the face of fear and doubt and pain, the story we hear tonight can feel really, really distant. It can feel like the tale of a great thing that happened 2,000 years ago that we try to conjure up the memory of every year. But in a world like the one we all live in today, the birth of Christ can feel so far away. As if the thing we celebrate tonight only offers a weak shadow of the thing of the good news of 2,000 years ago. Because you see, 2,000 years ago, this night was amazing. This was incredible. It was outrageous and rule-breaking and awesome because this is the night when God literally showed up in our life on earth. This is when God decided that loving us and caring about us and extending life, altering grace to us, wasn't enough unless we knew God more deeply unless we had held God's hand and rocked God to sleep and followed God down dusty roads and listened to stories and witnessed miracles, unless we had known that God knew what physical pain and grief and exhaustion and fear felt like, unless we knew that God knew what death felt like. This is the night when God showed us what God was about when God proved that God cares so deeply about this world and our experience as human beings, that God became one. This is the night when a tiny baby offered a thrill of hope to a weary world. This night 2,000 years ago was awesome. God literally became one of us. But as I used to cry about on this night, and sometimes still do this incredible story of God's love and care, of God's birth, it sometimes feels like just that, a story, an awesome tale of a beautiful time. Because when the celebration peters out, or we hear another heartbreaking news headline, or something happens in our family, whatever it is, something will inevitably wrench us out of our christmas festivities to face the brokenness of the world and it will hurt it always hurts reading stories about or living the realities of drug addiction and overdoses and violence and terrorism domestic abuse poverty racism sexism migration crises mental health crises cancer disease it hurts It's exhausting, and it's too much. And sometimes it feels impossible that in a world like this, in a time like this, the birth of a baby 2,000 years ago could mean anything for us, for this world, even if that baby was God. But you see, it was on a night just like this one. That Jesus came into the world. That God was born. It was on a night in the midst of broken, exhausted, horrified, uh, horrified world that God showed up. Our reading tonight reminds us of that as it begins with the phrase that most of us know. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. See, the story of God Being born into the world starts with empire, with excessive and unfair power in the hands of a man, Emperor Augustus, who thinks that Rome, the territory he rules over, is all that matters, that it is the whole world, that everything outside of his reign is worthless. He's a tyrant, and he wields power in order to put everyone else, especially the poor and vulnerable, in their place And he doesn't care that forcing hordes of impoverished people, people who don't know where their next meal will come from, to travel long distances for a census might mean death on a large scale. And his lack of care, his wielding of power and brokenness, they've trickled down into the lives of ordinary people in Nazareth. Brokenness begets brokenness, you see. And Emperor Augustus has fostered a world where people are so terrified for their own well-being that they've stopped caring about the well-being of others. And that's why when Mary and Joseph, after walking 90 miles over treacherous terrain to Bethlehem, are turned away by every single person in that town, in Joseph's hometown, Mary is literally about to give birth, and they're exhausted, and they're smelly, and they're dirty, but they're also a scandal. Because they're two poor peasants who are about to have a child, and they haven't been married for nine whole months, and nobody wants any part of that. Nobody wants the scandal of those people to rub off on them. And it's that climate in which God shows up. It's in a climate of fear and exhaustion and the hoarding of resources and the avoidance of those whose dirtiness or scandal might rub off on us. In the shadow of power and brokenness, God shows up. God shows up. And the rule-breaking part of all of this is that God doesn't show up in the palace or wearing a crown. He doesn't even show up in the walls of a house. God shows up. Jesus shows up in a dirty stable amongst the smelly animals in the back streets of Bethlehem when none of the powerful even notice. God spends God's first night on this planet homeless. And only a few people are in on the awe. Mary, Joseph, and some shepherds. Some poor shepherds who live on the margins of society. And it's to these people that the angels show up. To these people, ignored and hated by society, that God's peace and love for all people is proclaimed by heavenly hosts that night. In his first moments as a human being, Jesus is already building community between people who were otherwise not connected. He brings poor and vulnerable people together around the manger of a tiny baby, and in their community, hope is fostered. Through relationship and solidarity and shared experience, God fosters a new sense of life and hope and possibility, even in the shadow of empire. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, is about drawing people together in the face of fear-mongering and tragedy and violence, in the face of brokenness. This story of God entering our world and loving us and knitting us together and filling us with hope happened 2,000 years ago. Yeah, but it also happens every single day now. Because God knows our human experience and because God breathed the same air that we do, when we wake up every day, God goes with us. God's hope And love and community building is alive and well today in the shadow of empire and in the face of brokenness. Look around. Really, look around. (laughs) Look at each other. Look at the people that are around you here tonight. God's word pulls people together. It creates community just like it did that very first night. And it is in that community... It is in the presence of God, in one another, that we find a thrill of hope in a weary world. As we stand together, God's grace empowers us to look past the dirtiness and the exhaustion that cloak all of us, just like it cloaked Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. And when we look past that, God willing, we might begin to really see each other to see that we are all called beloved and we are all called to proclaim God's good news of great joy for all people. Not God's good news for empire or for power or for oppression or for disparity. No, God's good news for all people. Jesus' birth is for us, dear people. For the downtrodden, The exhausted, the tired, the sad, the terrified. It was for a broken world 2,000 years ago, and it is for a broken world today. Because the community that Jesus' birth miraculously creates is the hope that we hold fast to tonight. As we light our candles and we sing Silent Night and we remember God's birth into this world, we rejoice that in all of our tears and in all of our exhaustion, And in all of our brokenness, God shows up and God gives us one another, partners in the proclamation of God's reign of justice and hope and love. Amen.